0: Welcome everybody, Good Life Housing Partners, episode 126. Today is Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. It is officially Halloween week. Halloween is now what I would consider to be more or less a national holiday without the actual holiday part. I spent most of my Tuesday with my children, going to different Halloween events, doing trick-or-treating. And uh, as my colleague in arms here, David Fong, also Got a little Halloween spirit. He uh, woke up early. He saw traffic guards. He saw children in costume. He took off to Las Vegas, and he got the whole Halloween experience. Dave Fong, how does this find you, my friend?
1: Yes, and I saw finds me well, and I saw uh, people dressed up as the Wizard of Oz yes. in Las Vegas. Yes,
0: bringing all it places. all back. Bringing it all back. Back to when you were a youngster. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, interesting. We're after Halloween, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, and... Preparing for this podcast, normally we have it on Mondays. Yes, uh, but we were out at a real estate conference, and so and so we're we're actually a, a, I took some notes and jotted a few things on things that happened last week, and then kind of things actually changed since Halloween. In more particular, we had Halloween, but we also had Powell, Powell uh, make his decision on the Fed to keep the rates yeah, steady. the Powell pause, the Powell pause. what so, hurts & folks. Say you know prior to that happening uh, yesterday. Uh, last week, uh, we got some interesting numbers. Real GDP report came out. Yeah, and big it number. it was a little frightening at first because it, it was frightening in the sense of, you know, we want rate cuts and <laughs> and things to go back to normal. And so this was a little, uh, like you said, a large number. Real GDP uh, increased at an estimated annual rate of 4.9% for the third quarter.
0: Just call it a five.
1: Yeah, just call it a five. Um, compare it to second quarter where it was about 2.4%. So. Yeah. So it was a big, a big, big leap. A lot, a lot of spending, most consumer spending in housing and utilities uh, were, were you know, basically supporting this higher number, which was the fastest annualized pace of quarterly GDP growth in nearly two years. Yeah. So when I saw that statistic last week, I thought, oh, no, this is going to maybe pretend to some bad Powell thinking next week. And so um, um, notwithstanding that, um, I guess sort of factors to kind of uh, went the other way that influenced it. Um, uh, pr- there was a one percent decrease in real personal income, which suggests a, a little bit of a slowing for, for the consumer. You know, having less income, and then also the personal savings rate um, decreased from five point two percent to three point eight percent. So people are saving less. So it's also suggesting maybe, you know, pe- people are going to have to, you know, in the future start to tighten up their belts because they're having less money.
0: So they're making less money, they're saving less money, yeah. but they're spending more money.
1: Yes. It, it suggests, yeah. remember, and everything's backward-looking, right? Because it's third quarter, so right. we're, we're trying to figure out what's holding future. So it suggests the impact of all that should be some belt tightening in the fourth quarter. And I guess, you know, the Fed as the big a Fed,
0: spending quarter, as yeah. we like to call yeah. it. Yeah,
1: so we'll we'll see. There's a jobs report out tomorrow, so, so that'll, uh, you know, might change again. But anyway, but Powell was very neutral. He yes. said that, uh, you know, see you know, the normal statement sees progress, but we're not done yet. And, and you know, we'll we'll watch the data, you know, just because there's some short term good, good news. The good news doesn't mean there's uh the long term battle against inflation is over. So which is actually, you know, I was thinking he's actually like a good lawyer in some ways. Yes. <laughs> he's he's basically saying something but not really saying something. Yes, yes <laughs> you know, not not really saying one 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 way or the other, although there's obviously pundits um you know taking it whichever way they want want it that fits their view. A lot of people yeah. hope it's uh means no rate hike in December, and then some people think like wait let me ask we'll you a different
0: sort of question, like Powell now I've got to know him over like all these rate hiking cycles over the last couple of years. Is that somebody you'd want to hang out with uh no. <laughs> I, I, if I was gonna ever well, hang what, out with that guy, I would like need to like have like several drinks. Like he he and I both would have to be like very like have several drinks to make that hang out. Well, with but it. but but on the other hand, like he doesn't look like a good hang. He looks like a bad hang. If, but on the other just, hand, like,
1: maybe that's like his, maybe that's his like perso- his, Yeah, his his like I'm the fed, I'm in my role. Yeah, I'm playing my role. But, but like like you know like Obama would everybody.
0: be like someone cool to hang out with. Like, yeah, that, that looks like a good hang right there.
1: True. How.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that looks like a... That guy looks... Jesus. Like, that guy wants to just show
1: you how tight he really is. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a lot on his shoulders. Does um, he? Kinda. His impact yeah. on the economy. Yeah. Um, so, Halloween passed. So I, Yeah, I national started, holiday, might my national opinion. National holiday. Fun time at, uh, when I was in Vegas. I visited a friend in this little subdivision neighborhood. Yes. A lot of little kids running around trick-or-treating. We gave yes. out... Um, not candy. I'm surprised we gave out... Nutritional snacks uh,
0: yeah, Nutritional <laughs> sports, sports bars and stuff, yes.
1: <laughs> but, um, but I did come across a report from Green Street. Uh-huh. Uh, the advisors, they called it their Halloween uh, spooky commercial real estate statistics. Okay. <laughs> but there are some treats here. Not just all spooky, but the, but the, a lot of spooky things. Just in general, property prices are down almost 20% at least nationally for their 2022 peak. Um then uh, residential mortgage rates are the highest over two decades, and we've talked about how it's pretty much almost 8% now. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, city of San Francisco uh, projecting a deficit for the fiscal years 2025 to 2026, uh, uh, about $500 million and growing to $1 billion by the end of the decade. A lot of that is fueled by the lack of taxes because – you know, uh, people can't afford it, and no one's really... So
0: the city of San Francisco is going to have a $1.1 billion deficit by, by
1: the end then. of the decade. So. Wow. And then, and then transaction values... Uh...
0: Well, hold on. Just just hold on to that number for just one second. So the city of San Francisco, which is yeah. barely a million people, yeah. is going to have a $1.1 billion deficit.
1: Yes, thanks. a lot of programs. <laughs> a lot of
0: city well, they have a lot of staff, too. Yeah,
1: a lot of staff, too. They
0: have, there's, there's a staff... The administrator, I've said this on the previous podcast... The administration of the city of San Francisco. This is just the administration. This is city yes. workers. This is not firefighters. This is not all the other ancillary services. Just yeah. the people that are in charge of running cities. Well over like thirty-five thousand people. It's like one to thirty yeah. residents. Yeah. It's so like it's, you know there are there are resorts. It's massive
1: compared to a lot of there small are resorts cities, in in, 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 in developing
0: US. nations that <laughs> wish they had that type of ratio. Yes, okay, exactly. like yes. nice resorts.
1: Keep, well, keep in mind California. Yeah, eight one of the. Eighth ninth ninth largest economies in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's yeah. going to fill the gap. I'm, but, but, I'm sure that's going to fill the gap there. Saying, part <laughs> of that. So, um, yeah, yeah so, so there's very little transaction volumes, as we all know, you know, because of all the issues they have in downtown. And so there's no taxes they're collecting. And, and um, you know, vacancy rates are still, north was 30%. So anyway. You know,
0: it's so funny, though, is like, and I don't think it's a politician's, Place to like knee jerk react to, like, okay, we have this deficit. Oh, we're not collecting enough revenue. These types of things are happening, right? And we're seeing the same thing in, in Los well,
1: Angeles in LA, yeah. with USA.
0: And you're seeing, you know, tax revenues are, are declining, you know, fairly rapidly. And I, I'm not saying like a part of the policy's job is to arbitrate what is actually doable and not doable in an economy. And, and one of the things that we're seeing more and more of is that. A lot of these folks believe that it's just going to magically solve itself.
1: Yeah, well, the ULA tax, as we talked, well,
0: about it's just going to somehow down. magically solve yeah, itself. They're,
1: they're trying to solve an affordable housing. Well, so I LA went back and I started think.
0: looking, as like when this tax this was help. originally was put in place and you know passed, and it literally the day after election last year, they said the ULA tax will be the saving grace for Karen Bass. And I would say this is not going to be saving grace for her. This is going to be her eventual end. <laughs> like for the reality is like the amount of revenue that was supposed to generate. Just even last year, people were looking at this as something that could generate such enormous revenue to 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 supplement or actually help stymie the homeless problem. Mm-hmm. And as today, as you know very well, has generated so little revenue. They've already they've they've spent, had the opposite effect. It's had the opposite effect and they've spent literally almost double the revenue that's actually brought in. We were actually in deficit on the tax that we implemented. <laughs> so it's
1: stunning. <laughs> stunning. Well, well it's a classic example politicians not being good business folks, really. Right? Yeah. You because know, if you think about it, the way you're saying, you know, politicians their job in some ways is to, you know, create programs or pass legislation, do things that have certain benefit, right. For the public. And, but then you got to fund that. And so you need to balance that with revenue collection and things like that. um, You know, like through taxes and other yeah. things. And, and, you know, so it's, it's it requires yeah, skills think, like, to balance all no, this I, to make I it think all work. I think you're hundred percent right. But, and but it, it's, but they're going the other way. Just trying to create programs to do stuff without right. funding it.
0: Without really well, yeah. or thinking they're, they're going to fund true. it.
1: Thinking, yeah, and
0: it's not really getting funded because there's a, no revenue. Yeah. And they've missed the target. But like, you you know, you have a very like good kind of like even keel look at this. And sometimes I'm much more extreme. I'm like, what are we doing here? But if I look at it from like a private sector, let's just say like, you know, um, you know, what's a good example of this? Like, you know, Google had those glasses Remember the Google glass the, the, the the vr glasses yeah the google glass people walk around <laughs> those, and, those, and, those, and those like, the they
1: like yeah they're
0: like google glass you can <laughs> like see stuff but like you could like post an image <laughs> and then pull up their like they'd search them on google and they like, yeah. could have like a little background on dave font and like that was a failure and you know their stock got hit a little bit like the most recent one is like facebook wanted to create its own like universe called meta right they changed whole name to the company that was sort of a failure and these failures that happen, like, very publicly in the business environment, your stock drops, you have to cut people, you have to make real changes because of this mistake you made. And listen, you're not, like, it's not the end of the world you made a mistake, but you have to, there is, like, yeah. now some... But some, well, there's consequences. There's consequences, there's consequences and then there's actions effects. to hopefully kind of, like... Correct it. Yeah. Like, correct, corrective measures, right? But in, in the world of, like, big city, blue city... Politics. There's no, there's measures taken, and there's no corrective measures then <laughs> taken to like, okay, hey, we totally screwed up this tax. Like uh, transaction volume is like falling to like what we're trying. We're the second largest city in the in America. We're transacting at the same speed as like Tulsa Okay, that's fantastic. Let's why don't we try and fix this a little bit? <laughs> like it's obviously not working.
1: Well, I think it's it's like what some people said at the real estate conference you and I attended last week, where eventually. The way it's supposed to work is the voters or someone will now answer and and and, and you know remove politicians. That's a good point, actually. You know, you know, but it may, but but also as they said at the conference, it will probably, you know, because people are generally apathetic. It'll take general appetite, it'll, t- it'll it'll take it'll have to get worse before it gets better.
0: You have to get a lot worse. A lot you have worse, to really yeah. see, like actual yeah, evidence. people will that get fed up worse. enough to,
1: yeah. to, to, to you see, step see up. a break. So unfortunately, whereas in business. It doesn't wait that long because no. there's impacts like when that stock price yeah like it's it cycles immediately. Investors yeah. are on you and banks are on you, et cetera. So there's 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 definitely pressures. Like if we like if different.
0: LA was like a stock on like the Nasdaq, like our stock would be down like a lot, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'd be like a red, like yeah. when our stock would be off, like you know, like uh, you could arguably say like 18 or 19, like LA was like really hot and we got all these like yeah you know, we got the Olympics coming, the World Cups coming, all this stuff coming because LA was like this like really hot city but by the time you got past the pandemic and you're in 2023 and you pass all these arduous taxes and stuff it's like oh dude well, like that that stock is like really beaten up over there like like right like we're, we're looking kind of like that uh yeah.
1: like and we would respond faster if it was like you said well like, yeah because we'd company, be on like, the, be like yeah because because there'd be some boss above you yeah yeah yeah. complaining to you like hey change the program hey
0: jesus we need we need to change this like right now
1: yeah. <laughs> we have a so. problem all right so two two more stats Office utilization rates are still at least 35% below 2019. And then uh, major insurers in in many states are requesting ability from the state regulators to increase their rates by average of 20 to 40%. So those are sort of the spooky spooky statistics of Halloween. And now the treats, I guess the the, the silver linings. Inflation has decreased from its previous high of 9% now down to arguably 2.5%.
0: Or even two. I've heard people give real good arguments for two.
1: Retail sales growth has been fairly healthy. Yeah. The single-family rental industrial sectors continue to do well uh, and continue to see a steady decrease in nominal cap rates over the last three months. Okay. Uh, Senior housing sector, which got hurt badly by the uh, pandemic, has started to display some recent increases in property uh, pricing. Uh, Okay. Data centers, vacancies still very tight, one of the best real estate uh, subclasses and in, in, in uh, industrial to to invest in the fundamentals are super strong, and uh ma- manufactured housing, and single family rentals expected to you know continue to have higher growth growth than expected, and and actually in the next year, we probably should do a little better than uh, apartments.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think I would uh, I would agree with most of that.
1: So there, there's your spooky stuff and your treats. I like it. Uh Blackstone, who we talk about a lot because they're so large and, and the, behemoth. Amount of, the behemoth that they have. Um, going back to sort of the write downs they have, so a little closer to home here in Los Angeles, um, Howard Hughes Center. I don't know how, you know, we went to the west side. I know the Starbucks Howard Hughes Center. Hills. So you used to have a, you know, a fairly successful shopping center and office complex there. So I didn't realize Blackstone had bought that office complex years ago. And they have now completely written it down. <laughs> Oh, zero. Oh, really?
0: really? Yeah. With office component, or the, retail? the office component, which okay. is seventy
1: percent uh, uh, occupancy still, or not occupancy seventy percent, which is you know which is if occupancy.
0: you look at it from it from if you zoom out a little bit and you look at like if you go a little further west, your ply that that got written down two weeks mm-hmm. ago, and now Blackstone's, which I totally forgot about, is actually exists there <laughs> off the, on the on Sepulveda, off the four or five. That's been written down. Yeah, and then
1: you have like because they bought a lot of offices. Well, know, they bought a lot of offices,
0: so. but 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 nothing in Century City, which is you yeah. know deemed as yeah. like one of the, if not the strongest, strongest, has been written down. And then these are not that far from, from Century run, City. Yes. I mean, yeah. this is like stone's throw in some yeah. ways, yeah. at least in LA
1: terms. So, so they slowly have been intentionally trimming their portfolio. And so, just to compare, wait, let... do you
0: do you think this is as like as a part of like an overall strategy to write these down to do something else? But, or is yeah. this just literally like this is not worth this much? This is not.
1: It's not. I think. I think actually someone said this at a conference, and this is the example. Blackstar, obviously, one of the smartest investors have brightest people working yeah. for them, and hundred percent teams of you know software and proprietary analysis and all this kind of stuff. Right. They're they're basically m- making the decision. It's not worth solving these office headaches anymore, and we're sh- shifting to other more profitable investment class asset classes that we can. Make more money uh, more efficiently, and it's better. And so, what they've been doing now, they've they've announced uh, less than two percent. But what's
0: the point of the write down?
1: Just to write it off. They don't think they're are okay, not so going to put more capital. They're clearly they'll, they'll give it back to the lender. Okay, whatever I get it, it is. Okay, okay, got it. So it's a, it's a loss. It's they'll a take loss. The hit so because, it, yeah. but they're going to make so much money in some other Elsewhere. that'll balance out the fund return. Right, right. right so okay, got it. <laughs> today, less than two percent of their global portfolio is in U.S. traditional office assets. Versus if you compare in 2007, 60% was in office in major years. Wow. So they've really made a – 2%? Intent, 2% now. But they go for less the of their Now, obviously, it's a big portfolio. Still but still, of <laughs> they
0: 60%. And obviously, they've grown. Yeah, they've grown. But still, years. to to reduce that, like to
1: – Yeah, they basically made a an decision it out. and they're saying move on. And they've intentionally pivoted towards sectors such as some we're familiar with, uh, student housing. Yeah. That's they, why they bought the big ACC logistics and data centers. Um, so, and, and by the way, the Howard Hughes Center that they wrote down it, it just to like give a sense of its value at its peak, it was valued at uh five hundred eighty-three million dollars. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. On these, just the office component. Yeah, just the office. That didn't even include the retail and other correct. stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. no, it's it's a legit center. But, but it's also a lesson to, to see. Okay, you're super smart guys like them are mm-hmm. pivoting towards set, you know asset classes that they think you know, are more profitable, more, you know, better in the long term, at least for the for the, no, the I, medium I,
0: I, I would, um, Hey, we're doing the same thing. I mean, we're not really in office, but you know, can't say we're not doing the same things.
1: Um, one on the number that went throw out there since I was traveling, uh, I saw the interesting thing. So, uh, know, yeah, traveling has, has, has gone up a lot since the pandemic part of it. They call a uh, phrase revenge spending, you know, people, uh, were while locked at home were thinking feverishly about oh I wish I could spend things traveling and doing stuff and now they can. So they want to go to those vacations that they can go to. But the the bad news on traveling is um, this has been the summer of lost luggage. Yeah. <laughs> the rate of mishandled luggage has more than doubled globally in twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. And now it's on average about seven point six bags out of every thousand passengers are mishandled or lost or, <laughs> or who knows where it goes um which has also that's led to 100%. an increase which is but it's also led to an increase no but gone are the days and know, maybe because i'm older yeah you, know, you just check your luggage and you just kind of go that but nice. I, I, I i i'll let you on.
0: finish i'll let you finish but well, i'll tell you there's a reason i have a theory on why that's happened this year it's nothing to do with the baggage support
1: system well it's also well but a combination of baggage and you know efficiency and speed and waiting. Right, people want to move faster, and and so everyone's now doing carry-ons. And it's no, people were doing carry-ons. Smart. Also, people now. Do I think you're missing smart something luggage, and I, air but, tags.
0: Old man Fong. I think you're missing okay. something. Again. People before the pandemic, most travel was a lot. There was a lot more business travel than leisure travel. And as you said, pointed out very astutely, there's this revenge travel that's yeah. come along, right? Revenge travel isn't like the business traveler. That's like, oh, I'm going to go to New York and get him. It's not like some guy that's like, oh, I got to get to this city. It's like that's the business traveler. Mm-hmm. He's the one that gets TSA. They're the ones that like zip through security. They know exactly where to go. They're not holding up the line anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. The revenge traveler is a goofy dude that like you know wears you know his, his pajamas and brings a pillow for a three hour flight to mm-hmm. Dallas. Okay. That's the revenge traveler, okay? And you didn't realize he's going on another hour flight to, like, Mexico or wherever he's trying to go. And he's a sucker that's going to check in his bag because he thinks that's what it's supposed to do because he's not used to flying much. So there, I think what's happened is you've brought out a whole new class of people because the business people who know how to travel aren't traveling as much, and the people that don't know how to travel are traveling more, and they're just, you know, they might not put the tag on. They might, they might you know, the other side of it, too, is most of the baggage handling is now automated.
1: Yeah.
0: Where you just, you're all getting the tags by yourself and you're basically doing almost everything by yourself and just
1: giving it to them. And there's
0: a little bit of like, you know, not everyone's going to be able to do all that correctly.
1: No, I mean, I, well, but there's definitely, I, I, I could see, I mean, even uh, I think when my daughter went to Europe, I think she, they, they they didn't get the, what was it again? Producer Jason, I think they lost their luggage for a day or so in Italy or somewhere.
0: are they counting, they're counting international too? Yeah, but again,
1: your international daughter... is worse. International is more.
0: There's but again, more. your daughter's not like a regular traveler. Yeah,
1: she's not regular. She's great.
0: Like you know, I, when I go to, I don't check my bag in. I don't when
1: you, check. When you go leisure, when you go vacation travel, you don't check your bags. I
0: never check my bag in
1: anymore. You don't have that much luggage. No. You... Oh. When you go, I just do laundry. I just have something, um, something to do. My I guess. I, well, I guess. I guess that's the other trend too. That I guess there's this woman. What's her name? I was hearing about KonMari, <laughs> Marie Kondo. Yeah, or yeah, or uh, something. There, there, <laughs> there was some phrase called KonMari folding, which I actually saved the video. Oh, you know. Marie Kondo. Yeah, oh, was, Marie it was, Kondo. Yeah, of, yeah, she's there, a Japanese. There, KonMari lady, is her company or something. And so, oh, okay. They were Kon- showing Marie, like because they were talking probably. about people now, you know. <laughs> Doing all the all the carry-ons, which I, which are, like you were saying, business travel. I went to Vegas, Las Vegas. I you know business travel carry-on very quick and efficient. <laughs> and and so they they, did, and... Did <laughs> they they also didn't check. They they do the fold. Yeah, she has all this like folding yeah. techniques, which I thought was yeah. Like, no,
0: it's all these fold, Japanese folding no, techniques. Fold but what I'm efficient. saying is, like when you have people that aren't accustomed to traveling, you're just getting folks that are they don't know that they're taking real risk, yeah. and they're much more willing to do it. And they might not put the luggage tag on correctly yeah. or. That, you know, or the, or the bags could be open or something else wonky could happen. Yeah. Or they could have something in there that they're not supposed to have in there, and they get set well, aside.
1: Well, someone was suggesting what you're saying, too, which is to try to alleviate... So a lot of people have stress, they say, because these bags just... <laughs> <laughs> and they were suggesting maybe instead pack less with the idea of shop more and buy buy clothes like yeah you know, like they were saying like there's no place on the planet you can travel most most places today where you're going to run out of underwear or, or yeah. certain sh- you know clothing like like so you can always find something sure bring your a few must wares but there's no need to pack so much in it. so.
0: And yeah, I, I mean, it, I hope these are not like you know startling discoveries.
1: <laughs> but maybe they are for some of us. I was just thinking, I was just thinking about the when I saw the suitcases. <laughs> maybe they are I did not check. Us. I thought about checking at one point, just because I was getting a little lazy of carrying, the, the luggage <laughs> around. And
0: I thought, eh, I'm
1: not going to check. So I thought going <laughs> <about> to <that. It'd laughs> be interesting.
0: <laughs> You've been thinking about checking more, Jesus. yeah, Oh man. It, nice. Just when I think you can't go any further backwards, you show me more ways to <laughs> how you do it. It's amazing.
1: Uh, one one last thing to talk about. Uh, Moody's put out a report about uh, on the CMBS world. Um, CMBS. The uh, they were looking at uh, maturities and and pay, payoffs of loans and maturity defaults in September. And the typical payoff rate for multifamily is average is about ninety five percent. When the loans do ninety five percent ninety five percent of them pay off. But um, September. Surprisingly, I think this has to do with like some of the issues we've talked about because of where interest rates and the cost of caps have put pressure, made it harder to refinance. Now, uh, only seventy-one percent paid off versus ninety-five. So I buy that. That's a, it's, it's a, so it's, it's starting to pretend. You know, there there may be more, um, you know, apartment deals that might have issues with payoffs coming come, going forward. Although not to read too much into that, they said that half of that seventy one percent that didn't pay off. Or oh, excuse me, the the twenty nine percent that didn't pay off was really made up of two large loans, one big student housing loan and a a big Litech portfolio too. Senior Litech portfolio. Yeah that had some issues. But uh but, but that, yeah that's
0: something to be aware of. No, as, but that skews as, it a lot.
1: Yeah. Those those skew things. I know
0: the LaTeX one I think.
1: But it's sets a but it's something to keep in mind of as we watch more multifamily maturities come. <laughs>
0: How about some? Uh, how about some numbers and content? We haven't done that in a while. Any? Any? Uh, well, we've done a bunch of numbers. In fact, I've I'm done not, we've done, We go through the numbers. numbers now. Yeah. Any? Any content? I any don't... good
1: content this week. No, I don't think I really had a chance to watch anything special.
0: Well, there game. was your your Rangers one yesterday. <laughs> the Rangers run, you I'm excited about. Yeah. I didn't see the game. I saw the highlights outside of Dallas. I think there was one person watching in each day. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was going to say, well, Dallas is super happy because yeah, you know, they moved yeah. there. It's their first World Series. First World right? Series, yes, yeah. yeah, so they moved there in 61. Yeah. And, and so uh, um, I'm sure in Dallas right now they're super happy. Oh, yeah,
0: um,
1: they were I did uh, – well, it's not that I watched it, but I did see some uh, clips. Just... <laughs> they played the Arizona Diamondbacks. In the world Series, I like who, how you said that. Who, who, like it's news, who, That's good. no, no, That's no, no but the Diamondbacks were sort of like uh, not a Cinderella story, <laughs> like not, a but not fairy yeah, but someone that they didn't expect to make it this far. Yeah, and no. one Be of the Gino. biggest, interesting statistics they talked about was some some conspiracy theorist guy thought that Arizona was going to win. Hmm. And the reason why they thought it was win was because the last time they won a World Series was where they had an incident during this, during the playoff series where Randy Johnson, who was an ace pitcher, the Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, he killed a bird. Oh, he was yeah, pitching. That's right. He drew the that's pitch, right. and somehow a bird happened to fly in the path. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Splato. and so, um, and it happened also this this playoffs. Oh, it did the, really? the Arizona, And then Arizona went on this crazy streak. So the the view was that they're going to take it all the way. And unfortunately, the dead bird theory did not play out. So, but I did, but I did see, yeah, but I did see some videos of the that scene being played. Yeah.
0: out. Like, well, you right. went to a Rangers game this year. Sat That's right. I did.
1: It is. It was uh, one
0: of your only baseball games this
1: Yes. Year. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I, I wanted to go to a Dodger player, but they didn't
1: and last long enough. to get <laughs> Yes. I know. I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. What about you? What content? You uh,
0: I watched. Uh, I watched the new Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings.
1: Oh, I wanted to watch that. I was reading about that, and I it's thought good. about watching that. But
0: I, I watched know. it. I did. So this was actually my upgrade. I got a pre nouveau scan, and okay. it's this full body scan. You do an MRI i've never done and while you're sitting you gotta out. down
1: wait, wait it's an mri
0: it's an mri okay, with so it's a full body okay and it's an hourish, it's like a little over an hour actually and you're just sitting there as all this noise. It's noisy as it's hell noisy yeah. and it's a little i'm not a tosser for a big person but it gets a little tight so then tight. uh well like get your face but you can't and uh but then anyways, they put these goggles on and then they have this movie going oh and so it's a good distraction because you're watching the movie okay so i watched like half the movie Wait, but do stand you, done.
1: how do you see the how,
0: well they put they these say. glasses on that actually have mirrors and then you see then they have so you're like lines ah. like this and then the they have mirrors on the glasses and it reflects back and you <laughs> see the screen behind you and then you have headphones
1: yeah i think that's uh was that a new netflix movie
0: it's a new netflix yeah. movie and it's about uh it's about like this kid who's going to Go to Princeton yes. and he has this like a coming of age summer. Yeah. Very,
1: yeah. I, I, cool. I, I, I saw it's something. Good. It's a good movie. I read something about that. And I thought, oh, let me watch that. I'm going to watch that for it's my kids. It's good. Contact.
0: It's fun. It's tested. fun. It's got like a lot of, like you know, like I could see like some of my son's or daughter's friends having that happen in, like, 15
1: years <laughs> 15
0: years <from> now? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. The, the, the Prudhova was cool. It's like a full body scan. Yeah, yeah. And they basically, it, it's, uh, People have said good and bad things about it. The good is if you like have like an early stage of a like cancer or something like that, you can pick it up. The bad is, is that like you may You're in there for it. Well, that, that is the our annoyance. But beyond that is like you could find something and then they'll be like, well, you have this on your like, you know, on your back and like, like, oh man, I could, what is this on my back? It's like, like a tumor. And then they, you might have to do all this stuff then realize it's just like a nothing. Yeah. And like, so it can cause a lot of like false alarms oh, and because they're doing, it's a full scan, you're going to find some things. And so you have to just be like, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't got the results back yet, but you have to be like oh, ready, ready, to, ready like to, get to get something, but it does that What I, overall what I, why I ended up doing it was it sets a good baseline that you could then work off of for the rest of your life. They're like getting you know, scans on a regular, I mean, not every year, but some, you know, some period of time basis.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've never done that. I've done MRIs uh, because uh, I've had a, a thing in my neck, a herniated disc. And so I remember going into that MRI, but I remember it wasn't an hour. It definitely wasn't an hour, but it was, it was not ten, five, 10 minutes either. I remember being like what you're saying. Yeah. I remember getting annoyed. And I, well, all all we had was like, what radio station you want to listen to <laughs> or yeah. something. And and we, and I was just listening, but after a while you get you start to think, you start to get a little claustrophobic. You yeah, start to it's... like, this noise is da-da-da-da-da. What is yeah, yeah, yeah noise exactly. Starting to it's that <laughs> noise. And then it's, it's
0: just a little bit much. Anyways, that was my upgrade. Yeah, it's a good scan. Your upgrade was?
1: Uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I or Actually, uh, I guess maybe maybe the algorithms that work at me in social media. So I've been doing a lot more shopping now, <laughs> as I, as I uh, saw the Internet. And and uh, I ordered a pair. Remember those Ofos? What was the? The sandal that you... Oh, the Ufos. The Ufos. But yeah. they had a sneaker oh. that I thought I think was kind of cool. That. And I yeah. thought, you know, it's supposed to be a comfortable sneaker and I was, I've been in, in but these are, uh, need yeah. of a new sneaker. And I thought, it's sort of walk around, comfortable sneaker, not necessarily no, so yeah, a yeah,
0: yeah, yeah sneaker. Well, it's a recovery. It's a recovery. Yeah, the, the sneaker's so to be probably recovery, recovery
1: too. It's also supposed to be really good for... Whatever cushion.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the the sandals long. are good. So there, there is a see, recovery uh, if, it,
1: if this would be a good thing or not.
0: No, it's it's good that's a little revenge spending on my yeah, right. little is not bad. It's so, good for everybody. Um all right, folks. Well we'll keep it tight. Oh, we had a question. Uh the question was um from Julie in Little Rock. She asked, uh when you do a deal out of state, or I guess out of where you live what are some of the challenges that you may the less obvious challenges that may occur and so i think what she's basically saying is if you buy some she, she's in little Rock, if so she's in arkansas and if she were to buy something let's just say colorado what are some of the the obvious challenges like if you have a problem you can't just like go drive down the road and see what's going on and you know the i think you know, you can't, it's a little harder to kind of understand what's happening maybe. But I think the less obvious stuff, and as somebody, as folks that do quite a bit of out-of-city, out-of-state investing on a number of levels, the less obvious stuff is, you know, you're going to need to get, I guess, high levels. You're going to need somebody okay. that understands the the tax code of that state. You're going to need somebody to kind of maneuver you through the rental code if that's, I mean, if that's necessary, depending on where you're going. Um, You're going to probably want some level of either professional property management or at least a property manager that you can regularly interact with if if the property requires that type of oversight. So there's just additional challenges by going out of where you live to yeah you manage and and you know as a man's property
1: yeah like you said you, you're gonna need to rely on someone yeah, so you need yeah. to have to kind of meet them get to know them get comfortable yeah obviously if it's local and if you do want to use someone to help you too but at least you can meet them and kind of get a feel yeah and then the uh, sort of unwritten stuff is you know you always got to be wearisome, some you know you're the out-of-state buyer yeah you know markets are generally efficient if it's a good deal usually the local guys will know about it first and they would have done the deal. And so you gotta always make sure, you know, when you analyze it, is there something I'm not seeing some risk or some problem with the asset? And so you then need local people to help, help you double check that. Yeah. You know, and and so again, it requires reliance on others and then a little more research on your part on on the local market.
0: Yeah. I I think the, um, I think I will say though, that with all the advent of zoom and FaceTime and, there's just a number of ways that you can still communicate fairly effectively, even if you're not in the same city or your same state or whatever. It's gotten to be a lot easier because we have so many ways to
1: communicate yeah. now. I but mean, I d- ideally, though, if you can still visit it, you should visit it because there's always. With regularity. Yeah. But even just when you buy it, try to get a sense of the. The neighborhood, the community, yeah. you know, is, is there something going on that's just not apparent? You
0: know? I think that, at least for, for good life, that's a pretty hard rule that we generally are not, we will never buy an asset that we've not, like, actually stepped foot on and walked in and walked the area. And
1: yeah, and talk really, to the locals. Yeah, I've right.
0: got a real sense of what's happening there locally. We're not a, you know, we're not that type of buyer.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, while you can read about data and things online, it's hard to really There's get just, a feel for trends. Yeah, until and, you and, get there. And, until you visit there. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I think, I listen, it's never been easier in some ways, but then I think there is a lot of hidden risks that can be hard to to
1: uh, calculate for until you actually get out there. It's definitely a little riskier. Than, than it's definitely riskier, and just yeah, in general. Yeah, just in general than, like, your local neighborhood that you obviously know well because you live yeah. in.
0: You live there, and you can drive over there or whatever. Yeah. But so I would say that if it's something where you feel very confident about it, and you think that there's a real angle, or you think this is going to work for you, and it's really worth considering and, and being out of state is it's it's not ideal, yeah. but it's you know it's, there's yeah, ways where the it.
1: pricing works. If you've got enough margin of safety, then you know, yeah. it's worth looking at. So
0: good luck with that, Julie. Uh all right, folks, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you next week. Hopefully a uh, full question and answer session to go along with the pod. And uh I gotta say, happy Halloween, everyone, even yeah. though it's two
1: days later. Yeah. Thank you everyone. Happy after Halloween. <laughs>